East Coast Creepin' contains graphic and explicit content, which may not be suitable for all listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Hey guys, welcome to our podcast, East Coast Creepin'. I'm Linda. I'm Lorraine. (laughs) I'm Leslie. (laughs) Hey guys! Where did it go? I'm gonna start that over again. (laughs) You deleted it. Did you really? Did you delete it? You can't just say it off the top of your head now. Oh, yo, we so leaving this shit in. <sighs> Thanks for joining us. <laughs> <laughs> yo, what happened? <laughs> you just spitting everywhere, yo. Um, yep. Delete, delete, delete. I don't know how that happened. You can't go to your deleted notes. It. N- well, we're four sisters from the Baltimore, Maryland area. There is a fourth sister who will randomly be joining us. Sometimes. <laughs> we're into true crime, paranormal, and laughing. So come join us. <laughs> As we dive into our stories. Full-fledged rep in the East Coast. <laughs> Just so you know, we do not have a background in um anything honestly <laughs> criminal justice criminal investigation medicine or, or psychology, psychology. <laughs> <laughs> this is just for pure entertainment <laughs> congratulations y'all would think after like 40 some weeks of saying the same thing over again well no we no, didn't have it for right. a couple first couple I can't believe it got deleted. Like, I don't know where it is, but it's not here. It's not here. I guess this is forcing me to rewrite our introduction then. Finally. (laughs) Well, you you couldn't make it to episode 52. (laughs) One year. I know. She just aggressively scratches her boob. I'm just... Thank goodness it's not you doing this story right now. I found it. (laughs) You better screenshot that and post it into our group chat. She can just share the note. No, 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 but the thing was, it it was so weird because at the top right here, it had this whole thing about handwritten notes and everything like that. And I was scrolling back and forth. It only took up like this much of the screen. But as soon as I exited, half my notes came back. I don't know what happened. I just screenshot it. No, put it in the group. So then it's always in there. Do it right now. Okay. Well, it's in there. No. I hope you guys liked our new introduction. <laughs> I think it was fun. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, 47. 47. Mm-hmm. That's what's up. Mm-hmm. Linda, um, I think, is going psychotic because she's drawing. They look like hunter's knives with blood dripping off of them. When you got to go hunting, you got to use a hunter's knife. Flesley. What? Flare, are we going? Georgia. No. Where, where's your gun? I don't know. I don't it's feel right like there reaching next it. Too far. Richmond. I mean, Virginia. No. Is it East Coast? Mm-hmm. You have a weird thing of doing things without telling me. It's because people tell me. I don't, No, I know. But you never warned me before. Uh, is it between the two? 
Yes. What did I say? Richmond and Georgia? Mm-hmm. South Carolina. Yes. Hey. Congratulations. And we're doing another paranormal look. I promise this history won't be so serious as the last one. Okay? No, no, it was fine. I just, I was running out of paper room. No, I'm just saying, that's... like, in the general aspect of things, it's not going to be as long. It wasn't bad, though. <laughs> oh, my God. What in the hell? I'm sorry. I laughed and it slipped. <laughs> the pressure. Oh, my God. My bad. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so we're going to Charleston, South Carolina. And just I've been like, there. <laughs> just, really? Ew, does, it, does it? I don't know. I'm preparing myself. <laughs> Prepare yourself. I'm sorry. Charleston, South Carolina. Okay. Yeah. I went with. Oh, the, the wedding. Did we? Yeah. We did Savannah and Georgia. We did Wright Square in Savannah. So just like Savannah, this place is considered one of the most spookiest haunted places on the East Coast. Hmm. Because it's old. Hmm. Yep. Oh, man. But we're only talking about one place here. We are talking about the Battery Carriage Inn. Yes, Linda. What kind of battery? I don't know. Ow! It didn't actually hurt. It was just warm. (laughs) Okay. Don't take it from me. It was originally known as the Battery Carriage House. It is located at 10 South Battery Street. Battery as in... Battery as in B-A-T-T-E-R-Y. Like, for your car. For your your stuff. No, carriages do not need batteries. Is that what you're going to ask? No. Okay. It is not only... The most haunted establishment in Charleston, but it is also one of the city's most historic hotels. Hmm. The inn has existed since the 1940s on June 7th, 1843. Did I say 1940s? You really did, and I I was wondering about that. Sorry, my bad, chiefs. (laughs) (laughs) There was a man, his name is Samuel Stevens. He purchased the land, and it is where the foundation of the inn was to be built. He brought, brought, he bought bought the property for $4,500, which was totally chill for him because at this point, he was a commercial agent, quote unquote, for owners of plantations, for cotton plantations. Hmm. So he was very, very wealthy. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I'm assuming that was expensive then. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> the house that was constructed by Stephen isn't exactly the same one that's there now. Let me tell you, this house that's there now, gorgeous. If it wasn't so haunted, I would be all up in this house. Oh, <laughs> my God. I'm t- It's freaking beautiful. Anyway. The only, the, they say one thing that is still the same is that it's located near the waterfront. And originally the home was built in a way, in the way that many of the other houses were. It was like a neoclassical style, but it changes over time. The biggest difference was that this house was a single family home. Like oh. it wasn't connected to each other. Right. A lot of the other houses were, but this bitch is big, mm-hmm. she's beautiful. 
<laughs> I was going to say for 4500 and that better be on some land. Well, that, <laughs> that was what he paid for the land. Oh. That was oh, okay. that was the land oh, that he paid for. Okay. He I thought built this... the house. Okay. He okay. paid for the land. I thought like how many house, acres was it? That was to the house. You know, it doesn't say. Damn. Hmm. It just says bought the property for four thousand five hundred dollars. Right. I don't think it's for some reason when I said when I when you said bought the property, I thought there was already a house there. Mm-mm. Okay. I no. thought the same thing, honestly. Mm-mm. So so around 1859, 16 years after he built this house, he sold the property in which the structure stood to a John F. Blacklock. John went on to move his own home, which he lived on uh, 18 Bull Street, which wasn't too far away, to his new house at 20 Battery. So did he pick up his house and take it over there? No, you ding dong. <laughs> Lifted it up. But got some horses. We're going that way now. (laughs) Every this is okay. Obviously, we're in the south, but there be some rude ass people sometimes. I'm talking about that southern hospitality. Okay, well, everyone called him the Yankee Colonel, and shortly after he moved here. The Civil War begins, and he was forced to abandon the house, and oh. he never called it home again. Oh, that's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. In 1870, Colonel Richard Lathers, he is a South Carolinian millionaire mm. who defended the Union during the Civil War, Ooh. bought the estate. He hired an architect, John Henry Devereux. Why does that name sound familiar? Lord Devereux from The Princess Diaries too. Is that just me? Just, just me? That's just you. <laughs> Lydia. Chris Pine? Lydia, where you at? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I got it. <laughs> um, John Henry helped him with a $10,000 renovation because the building was located in a war zone, so it didn't really go over well for the house. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. And what the heck is this guy's name? Colonel Richard kind of had this idea that his wealth and his northern connections would not only help rebuild Charleston, but it would kind of bury the hatchet between the north and the south. Because mm. he was like, I'm going to build this beautiful house. We're going to have social gatherings slash political gatherings. It's going to be great. Mm. It, it didn't really go. They gave him termite wood. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. House ate itself. Mm. So, following the Civil War, uh, Charleston's economy just, like, plummeted. So, a lot of the Southern merchants lost everything. So, a lot of the property sat vacant, and there wasn't really anyone to help the town prosper because he was one of the only people with a lot of money. So, like, his house was, like, cool off the chain, but everything else was, like, B.S. Yeah. Chinky. Mm. Burp. Chinky. <laughs> John Henry, the architect, was actually <laughs> a former Confederate captain. Ooh. So he kind of figured, you know, that's going to help us out, too. Because, like, I'm... <laughs> my funny book. <laughs> I'm from the Union Army, and he's from the Confederates, and, like, we're working together to make this house beautiful, and, like, it's going to... Everyone's going to be you like... said it was already beautiful. I know, but, like, they're renovating it. They're doing that. He's the architect, so he's helping him with the renovation. Um, So they made 
the house more modern. It went to a second empire styling, which is what you more commonly find in New York now at this point in time. Mm-hmm. Like those, I'm telling you, y'all. It's what so year was this pretty. that they started the renovation? Hold on, let me scroll up because we're on page two now. 1860 something. 1870. Oh, dang. Okay. So some of the features that were added was a library, a ballroom. It was initially used for dancing, but then it was used for conferencing during the Civil War, which was why this house got attacked, because everyone knew that this house was like that meeting Mm -hmm. house in Charleston. Yeah. So they revamped the um, ballroom. And... (laughs) One thing that he did was as they were renovating the house and like letting people stay over, he was trying to get people from the north to come down and like buy things from the businesses that were still open to get the economy boosted again. Mm -mm. Like he would take his friends on tours of the city to meet people just to like go around and meet people in the town and kind of offer them help. But everyone was just like, nah, we don't like (laughs) y'all. And they were not happy because their biggest thing was they were like, we want to be like Atlanta because at this point Atlanta's doing what he's trying to do because mm-hmm. they kind of got over it and they had northern benefactors down there rebuilding things and helping oh, wow. people. But uh, nope. Mm-mm. And because he got so frustrated with that whole situation, he ended up leaving. He just dipped out. That's so unfortunate. The architect left? No, the um, the owner. The owner. Yeah, Lathers, General Lathers. Okay. He ended up leaving in the year of 1874. He sold the house, but he spent all that time renovating. So, like, he fully renovated this house, and he sold it to Andrew Simmons. And he was a member of the Calhoun family, and they are one of the most respected and cherished families in South Carolina. They were actually able to make it through the Civil War, Uh, They were obviously all Confederates. And during the war, they didn't hit any financial hardship during or after it. So they were actually some of the wealthiest people around. And he established the first National Bank of South Carolina and the Imperial Fertilizer Company. I Mm -hmm. mean, I guess so. And because of that, he had like a fleet of ships that would go out and trade. So like... Lots of the monies. Lots of the monies. Even though he did really well financially and, like, in his career, his family life kind of sucked. And his son was his namesake. So they have the same name. And he didn't... He was an alcoholic. He The son was? Yes. Okay. He was an alcoholic. He was always going crazy. He was only doing something fun, you know, on the opium and because because he would party so hard uh he actually landed himself in a sanatorium in baltimore oh geez hey hey (laughs) (laughs) um represent (laughs) he was married to a beautiful lady named the son no okay husband the dad (laughs) daisy (laughs) the dad so Andrew Simmons, the father, okay. the first, okay. was married to Daisy, and she was known for throwing lavish parties at the Villa Margarita. Hey. They had a very <laughs> flamboyant lifestyle, and it As do was I. 
all over it. Girl, please. <laughs> you could tell just from like the way they kept their house and how they decorated everything. They were just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'd be tired. <laughs> I can't do things. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so in the turn of the century, it is 1912. The Simmon family actually ended up selling the house and it became like a multi-tenant house. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was called the Society for Preservation of Old Dwellings. <laughs> what? The Nothing. Society. Thank you. Huh? Old people live there? Uh-uh. They were trying to preserve old homes. Oh. I'm... Okay. Mm-hmm. I got confused. <laughs> <laughs> so their whole thing was... It was the opposite of the Colonel Lathers. It's like he wanted to make the house like this new, modern, wonderful house. But theirs was preserving the old, authentic right. version of everything. So they vanished this... um Society kind of just like poofed, but they have remnants of it left. But they were trying to basically just preserve any landmarks. And Charleston in the 1940s transformed into a navy town. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So it was a lot like New Orleans. Look, I don't know, but it's called the OG era. <laughs> okay. okay. It says the era of OG activity. So it says, it wasn't really drinking. It was more like gambling, nightclubs, strippers, and prostitutes. During this era, it just like blew up in Charleston. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. It sounds like they preserving. were just having a good time. They preserved. Did they? <laughs> <laughs> they preserved. <laughs> Persevered. <laughs> Stupid. That's my new word. So in the 1960s, so after this like blow up of all the um, prostitution and stuff like that, and at this point, the house had turned into a hotel, like an inn kind of thing, since they were doing that multi-dwelling kind of place, and a lot of the activity was happening there because it was one of the larger places in this town. Uh, But in the 1960s, they started regaining their sense of respected reputation in Charleston. So they started moving all of the crime and the legal activity out of the area. Oh, no. But it's cute there. Now. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> From the pictures I've seen, it looks freaking beautiful. But um, it's so adorable. it underwent another renovation. Always. This time, it was converted into apartments for college children. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Because we know college kids don't party. Of and they're all like, not. we don't want people partying in here. But we're just <laughs> like, gonna, ugh. So for the next two decades, it stayed apartments for college kids. In the 1980s, it became officially the hotel that you see today. It is beautiful. And it is actually owned by the second great grandson of Andrew Simmons. Oh, that's crazy. Yerp. The guy whose son ended up in the sanatorium. Mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Husband. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> the first, not the first. <laughs> my son is my name. John Jacob Jingle. Yo, I fucking love Rocket Man. 
name is my name too. <laughs> <laughs> we need to watch that one day. Jonathan's never seen it. Oh. He's I, never. I, I told my dad. I was like, I love that movie so much. Just all of it. Julie did it. <laughs> <laughs> my coworker from a while ago, her name was Julie, and I always used to yell that, and I would just oh laugh my at myself. <laughs> she was like, I didn't do anything, and I'm just like, nah, never mind. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Oh my goodness. So now we're going to get into the ghosties. And this is Charleston's, they say it's one of Charleston's most active locations. But I'm probably going to say it's the most haunted place just because it's literally, aside from just like the ground. It is literally like the oldest building they have. So mm, let's think about this. A lot of people have just run-ins with spirits. Like we're just going to like kind of slightly overview this. Then we're going to get into it. Um, They'll just see people walking around. It's kind of just like anywhere else where you just see period dressed people. Yeah. Walking around. You roll your eyes. (laughs) (laughs) Where you see people dressed in period and they're just like, oh, look at this tour guide. And then they're like, it walked through me. <laughs> You're like, yeah, um, not a tour guide. Period, people. <laughs> <laughs> and they say that this place is so haunted that a lot of skeptics will go. <laughs> that a lot of skeptics will go here and they'll leave like in the middle of the night because they're like, no, this shit is haunted. What? I'm out of here. I don't, I don't know. I'd say all night. I'd be like, hey, what's up? Did you You're watch anything with yes. them? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did. It's scary, but I'd probably be too scared to move. So, <laughs> did the BuzzFeed guys do it? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Okay. If they didn't do it, then it wasn't legit, honestly. They make me laugh so much. I've never actually really watched any of their stuff. I Gosh, love girl, them. I used to watch so them all much. the time beforehand, mm-hmm. but I got too much stuff going on now, you know? Anyway. And they say that a lot of the ghosts that are in this inn are mostly just like creatures of habit they just seem to be creatures of the night <laughs> yes okay they just seem to be lost roaming around just not really lost they stick to the same areas like if you go into one area you're gonna see that one goes ghost number seven down here is not gonna come over to number three land like okay. they're in their spots and they're just like this chilling is, yeah they're just like yeah. this is where i'm at I'm going to walk through this wall. And they say that you will see some of them go through walls because a lot of the renovations, they put up walls or move things around. Mm -hmm. So those weren't there in those times that people were living. So it's like they're walking through what they remember, not what's there. Yeah. What? So, yeah. I don't know what it's called. Good talk. Thank you. Good times. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We're going to get into the first room. Okay. This is... Barbie. Room number three. Got it. Just leave it alone. It's it. Little, little. When you go, you can't be room 
number three and be the first room when you stay there it's room three mm-hmm. but this is the first room we're gonna talk about oh. okay okay oh. i had to get my english together <laughs> shut up <laughs> And one of the most infamous stories comes out of this room. (gasps) There's something wrong with your sister. Nope. Not mine. (laughs) (laughs) This happened a while ago. Forever. And it was a married couple who decided to stay the night at the end. That was their first problem. I don't think they really knew because this was a while ago. (laughs) I said they were married. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you. Oh, my gosh. Um, (laughs) So they were tired from their long day and they went straight to bed. Mm -hmm. And they did not know, but having the peaceful, quiet sleeping that they thought they were going to have wasn't really planned out for them that day. Would you stop sniffing markers? I just wanted to know what it smelled like. Like a marker. This I doesn't. Because it's the fine point. So then. Oh, my God. Sniff it. See? But then. Jesus Christ. It smells like alcohol. This one, though. No. Stop. No. You know, I'm real confused because as I'm... Re- anyway, continue. As you're rereading <laughs> your notes, you realize that you done fucked up. No. So this says this happened some time ago, but just wait till I get into the next line. Anyway. <laughs> Three years ago. <laughs> so they were suddenly woken up around midnight. It says after midnight by the husband's cell phone ringing. But this was not the problem. It's at least 15 years. Yes, but this is not the problem. The problem Have we not was discussed this. The problem was okay. uh-huh. he turned his phone off every night before going to sleep. He's a liar. Interesting. No. He's a liar. He's a, he's a liar. <laughs> I told you first mistake. And it wasn't ringing like she it, married a liar. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't like cell phone ringtone ringing. It was like making a weird loud noise that he has never heard come from his phone before. Amber it was alert. probably on vibrate, so it was going <laughs> At this time, while the phone is going off, the couple saw an orb floating around the room on their first night. That just all happened. They're like, okay, whatever. Something's malfunctioning. Did they not know that this place was haunted? I don't think so. Okay. It doesn't seem like it because they're like somebody got out. a group on for them. Yeah, probably. probably. <laughs> the husband claims that on the second night they spotted the same orb, but it was glowing even more and kind of making different shapes. And there was more than one orb around the room. Yeah, they met with a psychic who oh, was they also were there. they were there who was also a guest at the inn. <laughs> Freak no. out of here! The, nope. Nope. Nope, nope, nope. The nope. couple asked her to check out their room. And upon entry, she was like, there's multiple things going on in here. And you need to leave now. The couple asked the psychic if she could ask the spirits to leave the room. The following morning, they met up with the psychic and they informed her that the spirits must have left a room because for the first time in three nights, they were able to sleep soundly. But if you they go to this the next room... Day. No. Okay. Damn it. Oh. <laughs> I didn't mean it. But if you go to this room, you're still going to have activity. So I'm pretty sure that psychic did not get rid of them. She was just like, yo, can you let them sleep for a night? 
because they bug it. <laughs> At least until they leave. Come on. Just, they're just, just trying to relax a little bit. Let them leave me alone. That's probably what she said. I'm here on vacation. They're here on vacation. I didn't come here to work. I feel like she probably did because she probably knew the shenanigans was haunted. They, she's probably a permanent resident. <laughs> or maybe she's a ghost. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> I wanted to say that. Maybe Why didn't was, you? Because it came to my mind as it was coming out of your mouth. Would you stop clicking things? <laughs> I can't. Jesus. Orbs. So now. It's a bubble, but it still counts. The most ominous room is room eight. Room eight. They say the ghost that haunts this room is something you don't want to encounter. Oh. Demons. Hmm. And those who have stayed in this room and have, like, recounted what happened in this room, everything that has happened to them relives itself, not over and over again, but sporadically, maybe a couple times, who knows, but they tend to have very vivid nightmares about it after they leave. Ew. Uh, so, you want to know? You want to know? Sure. Do we have a choice? Yeah, I mean, no. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, he's not really a common, like, everyone thinks that he's just, like, a common, well, it is, like, one of those, it's either a lady in a white dress or a little kid or a Civil War soldier, but... This one, they've actually had people run out of this room screaming in the middle of the night and just get in their cars and leave. Like, people have left like their shit. Demon? Hmm? I said, is he like a demon? Oh, no, we get in there. You're taking too long. I have questions. So, <laughs> there's some strange noises that wake people up. And it kind of starts out slow or, like, kind of mildly like that. It's just they get waking up by these strange noises but then it's like you're also half asleep but you feel kind of like mm, something's not right oh my god i just got the shit scared out of me your voice scared the shit out of me did you see her jump yes (laughs) why did that scare you i don't know it was just so sudden it was a different tone because i'm used to listening to her voice and then you're like what and it was like I don't know. Awkward. You ready? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, it's a headless floating torso. It <laughs> looks to be that of a man, and he will disturb you all night, and most of the time he decides to touch you. No. Like, he will touch you. No. And people have felt like there was something next to them and they turn around and they don't really see anything because when you turn around to look you are looking in front of you if he's headless he's not looking at you but then (laughs) they lift the sheet because they can still feel something and there's his torso that's disgusting (laughs) no that even happen oh no no it's like the headless horseman how is he still riding around on his horse with no head because he's on a horse. Can I tell you that movie used to really freak me out? Yeah, it's creepy. Never seen it. The kids movie? Mm-hmm. It's the cartoon. The, the cartoon, the Disney cartoon. Uh, uh Sleepy Hollow. Yeah. Anyway. You probably blocked it out of your memory. I probably did. Mm-hmm. I do that a lot. So in the year 1993, 
there was a skeptic who decided to stay in this room. When he went to, like, go in here and is hanging out in the lobby, and he's telling everyone, I've seen in room eight. Mm. I seen in room eight, everyone was like, no, you should really switch your room. Like, that is not a good idea. And he's just like, no. Ain't nothing gonna. Oh, okay. Yeah. But some people actually even told him, because, like, he met up with friends there. They were like, um, how about you just switch your hotel completely because you shouldn't stay there because that place is super haunted and it's not okay and he was just like especially when he's doubting it there then it's like all the entities are like ha you yeah so that's basically what happened and the whole time he's just laughing at his friends whatever it's not that big of a deal did they decide to stay there too or no no none of them were staying there like they met up there and he was like i'm staying at this place because nothing's gonna happen to me so he yeah, checked okay. in, he went to his room, and... He was never seen again. He was awakened by a disturbance, and he was just like, nothing's happening. It was probably just something outside that freaked me out. At that moment, he saw the headless floating torso coming towards him. He decided to reach out his hand to touch it, and he... I don't... It doesn't say if he touched it, but at the time where, like, he was either about to touch it or did touch it, there was a really loud animalistic growl just vibrated throughout the whole room. No. Ew. He got his shit and motherfucker left. That's what he gets. Stupid. I don't know. I would have shit myself. I was going to say that's probably what happened. He farted. (laughs) And then shit himself. That's what that growl was. Him farting. Because then he stomach. pooped his pants. His stomach. <laughs> his whole body was like, nah, we out. <laughs> so in room 10, this is your best chance to see a ghost. So the other ones, from what it seems like, room 8 doesn't really mess with you unless you are a skeptic, which is most of the people who stay in that room. If that makes sense. Because they yeah. want to? Yes, because they, they want to see it. So yeah. he's just like, fine, I got this. I'm going to float my headless body over top of you. Fucking idiot. Like, so if you stay there and you're not a skeptic, he doesn't you'll, bother you. Yeah, you'll for, feel it, sort of. Yeah, like you'll hear like, things, but he's not going to just like crawl up, up in your bed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Touch you. Mm-hmm. Okay. For the most part, he, he'll leave you alone. <laughs> See, now she's kind of wants to say now because she's like, oh, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> and nothing's going to touch me. Nah, <laughs> man, I come in here. We cool. We cool. I come in peace. <laughs> I don't want you to touch me. I just want to chill here. I just want to see what the architecture was like. <laughs> Maybe go down to the beach. <laughs> So in room 10, you have your best chance of seeing a ghost at this inn. He's not scary, which his name kind of tells you that he's not scary. They call him the gentleman ghost. Oh. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I was going to say jolly jo- ghost. <laughs> <laughs> jolly ghost. Very deceiving, honestly. <laughs> so he's described as a grayish shadow that you will see going around. He usually appears to be average height and build. And he just kind of glides about the room. And some people say that, like, he glides very stylishly. 
He's my kind of man. <laughs> he graduated from Hogwarts. <laughs> <laughs> and they say that he's very, like, chill and gracious about sharing his room with people. He's so cute. That, like, he doesn't mind. Um, I want to stay in that room. <laughs> I'll just stay and in have that tea room. with him. So this is might be a thing that Leslie's not okay with. I ain't afraid no ghosts. <laughs> So he's very <laughs> fond of napping. <laughs> so he'll lay down next to He won't touch you or anything. No. And he will literally just look like he's sleeping. Like there's just like someone sleeping next to you. I'm not okay you. with that. But he care. will not touch you. I don't care. It's it's weird. Uh, what if there's too many people in the bed? Will he sl- still sleep on the bed? he probably nuzzle between you two. Probably. Let's get cozy. <laughs> I don't know. It How big is the bed? I can fit like five people in one bed. <laughs> yeah, then we he know. Has no room. I don't know. You know, we only have about your extracurricular activities, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not happening. <laughs> um, what was that? So the thing is, though, is like. He's supposed to hang out in room 10, but if you're in an adjoint, like a room that's next to it, or like kind of in across the (laughs) hall or whatever, if there's no room in his room, he'll just try and see if there's room in your room. Huh. So So there's your answer. Yeah. He's going to go nuzzle with your neighbor. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Just make sure you take your big ass kids with you. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh. What room is he in? 10. 10. Okay. Room 10, nuzzler. (laughs) (laughs) So they say that when you get in, he'll normally watch you unpack or like, like people are like, we're just unpacking and you can feel someone watching you, but you'll be like the only one in the room or the other person unpacking is like next to you. And like, you just know no one is watching you, but he's kind of just like, he's probably supervising. Uh-huh. Nice. And he'll, he'll move your things around. Mm-hmm. And they say that some one of the women in, like, it was a, just, like, a little blurb that I read. She put her dirty clothes into her suitcase, and then he took them out, but they were, like, folded on top of the dresser, like, hey, why are you packing? Oh, <laughs> we're no. still hanging out. <laughs> so they said that he's, like, super chill. So it on the believer end of things... This room is more requested, but like more skeptics try and go for room three or eight. Mm-hmm. So I guess it just depends on what you want. Mm. Mm-hmm. But they said that like those mm. are their mo- most active ghosts, and there are ghosts that you'll see walking around outside, but mm-hmm. no one really has any clue as to who this gentleman ghost Do might they be. Do they know who any of the people are? It doesn't really seem like okay. it. Like, ain't nobody know who this headless man is. Right. It could really be anyone considering, like, the Civil War happened there and everything. So they're just like... Oh, yeah. Okay. So they just don't really know as far He's as he goes. And they said that there are times where you can hear little kids. Ew. Mm-hmm. And, like, little kids freak me out. Things playing with toys and shenanigans. Like it's cute, but it's not. It's weird. Like... I don't know. It always just makes me sad that they're stuck. No, because if I... Okay, listen. If I am anywhere and I hear a little kid giggle down the goddamn hallway (laughs) and there ain't no little kid there, I'm leaving. I don't give a shit. That's just freaky. No. 
It's not cute. But if you hear a full grown man giggle down the hallway when there's no one there, she'll be like, yeah, he's having fun. That's my man. 100%. He's doing it right. <laughs> Unsupervised minor. <laughs> Stupid. Thank you. There is one woman who said she had an unpleasant stay in that room. So she spent her whole night sitting up reading the Bible and she fell awake. She fell awake. (laughs) (laughs) She fell asleep. And when she woke up, she was still holding her Bible. What? (laughs) I don't know. Apparently this terrified her. But I'm just like, so don't fall asleep. Like, I don't know. Don't Don't fall asleep with your Bible in your hand. I don't understand. So it's like when she's at home and she falls asleep in her rocking chair with her Bible in her hand. It falls out of her hand. She's not okay unless it's fallen on the floor. That doesn't make any sense. I don't know. She just felt really unnerved in that room. Maybe she's used to it being thrown across the room while she's sleeping. That's called... A poltergeist, and that's not okay, lady. Especially if it can touch your Bible. It's not okay. I don't know. I don't know. I personally feel like I'd want to stay in room 10 because I'd just be like, look, dude. He nuzzles. Uh, As long as I get me a little spoon, I don't care. (laughs) No, I can't. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. (laughs) so the gentleman ghost okay i was like reading through it again sorry they say that some people believe he's one of the college kids (laughs) it sounded like you stuttered (laughs) (laughs) sorry that some people believe that he's one of the college kids from when it was an apartment that they think he was depressed and committed suicide in there no one's ever said what What? he's dressed like Hmm. they just because of his mannerisms, say mm-hmm. he's a gentleman. Mm-hmm. Okay, but no one's ever said like he's in there with his like Civil War period clothing. Right. No, they won't. everything that I've read's never said what he's dressed like. So they think that he might be a college student who committed suicide in that room. Hmm. Okay. Because there is an incident where that happened. Mm-hmm. Was it in that room? They don't know because they renovated. So. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Which could be why he floats around from room to room. Like, Mm -hmm. hey, yo, you in my bunk bed. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I don't know. But that is the Battery Carriage Inn at 20 South Battery Road Street in Charleston, North Carolina. South Carolina. Oh, my God. South Carolina. I don't know. I feel like I'd want to stay there. Room 10. What? Where are you staring at? Room 10 doesn't sound bad. Just as long as room 8 has a real fucking skeptical person in it, so that shit doesn't just like float (laughs) over a couple. Yeah, um, mm -mm. it won't. Stick Jonathan in there. I believe. I understand that, but we'll stick Jonathan in there and make sure that shit really. We don't even take him. Yeah, because if he decides to wander, that shit's following him. I'm going to splash him with some holy water. That ain't going to help. Take my big old crush bottle. I know. He's always shaking my crush bottle full of holy water. His head. (laughs) His brain. He yelled at me the other day because he was talking about your your bottle of holy water. And so then I showed him my boss bottle of holy water. (laughs) He's like, what the fuck? 
is up with you guys? It's holy water. He's like, I'm putting it in regular bottles. I could not stop laughing. What else am I supposed to do? I literally went to the grotto with my mom one day, and then she was like, oh, do you have a container for holy water? And I was like, nope, but I got this crush bottle in my car. That's just what I brought. Like, I chose to bring those. That was like when Abuelito was here, and we were in the car, and all of a sudden, I'm thirsty, and I was like, oh, there's this water bottle. I didn't see the sticks floating in it, (laughs) and I just drank it, and then he's laughing. I'm like, why is Grandpa laughing at me? And he's like, you drank the holy water, and I was like, and mom's like, at least we know she doesn't have a demon because she's fine. <laughs> and I was oh like, oh, funny. <laughs> like, real back funny. Five minutes I'm later. Just in the backseat drinking holy water. It burns. <laughs> it burns. <laughs> oh, my God. Brood. Her <laughs> starts closing up. Skin breaks out in eyes. That's not funny. <laughs> So today's missing person is Abigail Beatty. She has been missing since March 27th, 2020 from Anderson, South Carolina. Her date of birth is October 12th, 2004. She is 17 years old now. She's a female with blonde hair and hazel eyes. She is about five foot five and weighs 155 pounds. She may have traveled to Greenwood, South Carolina or Orangeburg, South Carolina. She responds to Abigail or Abby. If you have any information, you are to call 911 or 1-800-843-5678. That's 1-800-THE-LOST or Anderson City Police Department at 1-864-260-4444. And again, her name is Abigail Betty. Beady. Beady. Thank you. You're welcome. Wake up, Linda. I'm awake. I know. You're looking at henna again. No, just tattoos in general. Oh, no. Dad listens to this, you know. I'm just looking. (laughs) Yeah, okay. okay. It'll be two months after she gets it done. (laughs) I know. That's like me. Like, when Jonathan sees me looking at tattoos, he's just like, so when's your appointment? And I'm like, I don't have one. It's been like a year since I got the one on my leg. Okay. I think. I don't know. Stop drawing on yourself. I'm going to have to go dad on you and start smacking you. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, everybody, don't forget to follow, follow, subscribe, rate, review Mm -hmm. at ECC, the podcast. Five stars. Yes. If you like us even a little bit. Yeah, please. It'll help. Just say hi. (laughs) Just say hi <laughs> on a review. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Interact yeah. with our post. Yes, mm-hmm, please. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and don't, I don't know. I don't know if anyone's found this secret thing. Hopefully the third oh one gosh. will have found it. We'll let you know. Maybe I'll shove something in the beginning of this by the time it comes out. Just do be true. Maybe. I'll think about it. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, have a good week, you guys. What day is it? Tuesday. Tuesday Tuesday what? Doesn't matter. It's Tuesday. Have a great rest of your week. Have a great March. April. May. May? Oh my gosh. May? Shit. Have a great spring. (laughs) 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 No.
You're welcome. She's gone crazy. Anyways, bye everybody. See ya. Bye. Thanks for listening to East Coast Creepin'. Cover art by Leslie Lozano. Music from Premium Beat. Editing by Larry Bark at Revitalist Recording Studio. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at ECC The Podcast. Don't forget to rate and review. See ya!